The Fight Show on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, and Arizona. From boosted parlays to in-game odds on every major sport, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today to receive a $1,000 risk-free sports bet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by Price Picks. Price Picks is DFS simplified. All you have to do is pick your favorite player over unders to cash in. Head over to pricepicks.com and use the promo code SGP for a 100% instant deposit match. We're also brought to you by PropSwap, America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. Use the promo code SGP on your first deposit to receive up to $500 in bonus cash. Head over to PropSwap.com and download the PropSwap app today. We're also brought to you by Better Fantasy. Better Fantasy is a new free-to-play app that lets you sync your fantasy football league and bet on the head-to-head matchups. Download the app today or just head to betterfantasy.com slash SGPN. That's betterfantasy.com slash SGPN. We're also brought to you by SoBet. Sign up to bet against your friends and join the social betting revolution at sobet.io slash SGPN. That's sobet.io slash SGPN. And of course, don't forget to download the SGPN app, your home for all of our free picks and all of our free podcasts. fight left me with an ego check and I realized I have a lot of fundamentals and things to work on I can make $250 million from this sport. All I gotta do is keep winning. I would be an idiot to let this slip through my hands, to fumble this bag and the bags that I'm about to get. That's why I'm so f- serious about this. My family never has sh- so. If I'm sitting there as little Jake, my dad's feeding us hamburger helper, working for $10 an hour, and now all of a sudden I have an opportunity to make $250 million, little Jake would do anything in the world to get to that. And that's what I'm doing now. Jake Paul was training for. Yeah, let's go. Baby, slow, slow. But the sudden rematch against Tyron Woodley Good. will provide an unexpected comparison test. Good, Jake. Get down there. How much progress has Paul made towards becoming the fighter he wants to be? That's why I go against the grain. That's why I mean that ain't the thing. That's why I'm a man of the for change. That's why I do it my own way.
They think this is spectacle. They think it's WWE. They think it's outlandish. It's crazy. There's levels to this. And with each camp, I'm going to go up a level. What I'm doing is building a legitimate boxing career right in front of their eyes. You look serious. I'm serious, bro. What the? Best ever. Bro, have some fun with your life sometimes. Nope. This fight is almost more important. I have the chance to correct my mistakes from the last time and knock this guy out. You know, people might not think, oh, he can get that much better. I'm an animal. Well, the answer is yes, I, I did. This is my breakout performance. And that, that's really all I need to say. You are listening to The Fight Show here on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. You can follow the Sports Gambling Podcast Network on Twitter at the SGP Network. That's at the SGP Network. You can follow my Twitter accounts. I am the host of the Soccer Gambling Podcast. I am at SGP Soccer. That's at SGP Soccer. I'm also at BetMUFC. That's at at BetMUFC. Sorry, that is the Twitter account for the BetMUFC podcast. God knows when that's coming back with the suspension of games at the moment. To get all of my additional content, head over to my website, LockBetting.com. That's LockBetting.com, where I have unbelievably guided my clients to 102 months in a row of transparent track profit. That means for over eight years, I haven't had a single losing month in sports betting. But I may have done something more unbelievable than that over the course of the last two weeks. I have won... 25 one-unit plays in a row. Now, if you're somebody that's on gambling Twitter, you're probably thinking, one-unit plays, who cares? That's a minimum. Well, it isn't in real life. If you're not paying Monopoly money, one unit is £100, which is $125 for after the conversion rate for my clients. So that is a top play for me. I respect people's money. I respect people that go out there and work. I want to make a little bit of money in sports betting and see my website as somewhere to invest in sports, not in gambling. So I take one unit plays very, very seriously. I play more half unit plays and 0.25 unit plays than I do one unit plays over the course of a year. But at the moment, we're in a hot run and I'm hitting these one unit plays. Locks, every locks is always a one unit play as well. You're going to get one here at the end of the show. And at the moment, I'm on a run where I've landed 25 in a row. And 19 of those were actually free locks across the podcast that I do. So you can get involved. Head over to lockbetting.com for all of my content. As we talk about the big fights happening tomorrow, we're looking at Jake Paul versus Tyron Woodley. And of course, we are looking at Joshua Parker versus Derek Chisora. I'm going to be doing the show with a regular here on The Fight Show. He is a former bet boxer and he adds a completely different perspective to this. He's also a boxing gambling expert. He's made you guys a load of money before. We've actually broken down things 100%, like almost to the point we already seen him there was a what was the fight jeff we I'll, I'll talk i'll introduce you first it's jeff cohen um Hi, mate. it was the joshua fight wasn't it it was joshua versus yeah. Usyk, and it was 100 yeah. percent as if we'd already watched it yeah it was i mean we uh obviously we've had a joshua fight you know the gambling is the the, the pricing is some um, sway by obviously the money going on and he has a lot of people backing him, joshua regardless of his fighting so you get like a lot of the fanboys who don't really know much about boxing Lumping money because it's Anthony Joshua, which works in our favour because the prices for the uh, opponent will um, will go out a bit, and um, you know we we know what we're talking about. So with the Joshua one, we broke down. You know, we said that um, you know he's not he's not going to outbox Usyk. He's not going to going to uh, 
going to be able, I didn't believe, to, to land the clean shots to knock him out. And therefore, we broke it down. And um, yeah, it's uh, lucky they stopped the fight a few seconds early because Yusek was about to, to uh, knock him out. And obviously, we got the uh, exact decision right on the points. So um, yeah, we've had some good times and made a lot of money from it. I thought that that was such a big call that you were never going to come on the show again. You, that was the last time we heard from you. I thought you were going out on top. It's like, fuck off, three, three to one winner, four to one winner, yeah. points. He's like, this go to, it's going to go to the scorecards. Usyk's going to, going to be ahead, but whether he gets a decision or not remains to be seen. Luckily, he was well ahead because that was obviously a factor of match room. If Joshua only really needed to win five rounds to actually win it in my opinion I think he would have got it uh, but the but the rounds were wide and there were a lot of them for Usyk so that went in our favour as well and of course I took the I took the over nine but yeah that was a if you are gonna if you were gonna retire from from doing a podcast that would have been the send-off I think <laughs> well yeah I mean you know what it's like in in this industry you you know you have five or six winners regardless of the price and then uh People don't say much. And then the one you pick out that doesn't, you know, that's the one they're all on, you know, and you've got people around you and saying, oh, look at you, you got that wrong. And uh, I've got people that, that do that to me all the time. They love, they absolutely love um, a loser for some weird reason, um, but they don't praise you for the winners. Um, but listen, now we, you know, we, you know, I do get some wrong. And um, I got the uh, the last big fight um, wrong when I, I didn't think, um, the, I think it was one a couple of weeks ago. Um, and I honestly couldn't see it happening. And, um, who was the last big fight? Um, oh, it was. Uh, weeks ago. Oh, it was. It was um, Anthony Yard. That's the one. And, uh, yeah, I honestly, I, I like Lyndon Arthur a lot, and I looked at it and I thought, you know, Lyndon Arthur's got one of the best jabs in British boxing, and I thought, listen, there's no way that Yard's gonna gonna go out there. He's gonna want it, but um, you know, I don't know whether it's a mixture of, of Arthur not performing great and Yard wanting it more, and you know, I had people jumping. Oh, you said that. You know, there's no way that Yard wins this and, you know, he knocks him out in four. And, you know, you take it on the chin, Bill, you know the drill. Um, but, yeah, it was, um, we've nailed so many that, you know, you know, we're not, we're not superhuman. So we're going to have some that, that don't land. Well, but as an average... 25, 25 pick streak at maximum, at one unit. One unit is my maximum. That's like £100 for us. Yeah. Uh, I've landed 25 in a row. So at the moment... I've become when when that, when I was trying to get that to twenty, I've just become an absolute maniac. Before I put anything out, I'm magnifying it, going through it, looking through it, studying it. Like I've just become obsessed. I've been sitting in my room just going through these last five or six bets, and I I really like. I'm, I'm trying to keep this streak going. I've I've never gone past sixteen. 16 one-unit winners in a row. And even that's a lot. Even 10 is a lot. Um, but I'm on 25 at the moment. So I'm, be, I'm going to be real careful about what I put out here on this show. Um, as for that Lyndon Arthur fight, Anthony, oh, that wasn't considered big enough to have a, to have a podcast individually yeah. about it, which says a lot about the state of boxing because we're about to talk about Jake Paul and Tyron Woodley. Oh, and, yeah. And this crazy. is 100% wanted by, by everybody. How do you feel um, as a as somebody that's done the sport his whole adult life. And yeah. this is the this is the big fight this weekend. And after this, we're gonna talk about a real fight between Chisora and Parker, but this is second behind that. This is gonna this is gonna be second behind that in the box office, second behind that in the viewership, and second behind that in in, in um in public interest. Yeah, I mean with with the, the whole Jake Paul and the the whole um, YouTube thing, the, you know, there's two valid ways of looking at it. Personally 
you know, I've, I've, I've trained and I've done camps and I've trained with professionals. I know what some of them go through and the pressures and the, you know, these, these guys are going out at six in the morning doing their run, then going to a full-time job and then coming back and then training at night. And these are people that work their asses off um, and, you know, do the hard graft. And, you know, a lot of people, unless you've, you, you've been in this industry or, you, you know, you've trained in the gyms, they don't see that, you know, they just see the glamour side of it. You know, look at someone like Amir Khan now, he is, he is training his arse off more than ever. And if, if, you know, if some of these people could see what he does and the, the, the dedication, these people, they don't see their families, they come out, they, they eat, you know, strictly, they, they have to be up early in the morning, you know, they're training so Did you hear hard. Khan's so, comments this week? Um, I've, I've not, which ones in particular? About Brooke being gay and how he needs to sort his life uh, out, and did, and he never explained why he got stabbed. And he heard that it was he tried to yeah. rape, he tried to rape a guy that stabbed him uh, in the leg. Uh, <laughs> is he, I, I is he really getting like in his that. head with this, or is he actually? No, like... I, do you know what? I love Amir Khan. You know that I love. Met him. Um, I met him after when he got his Olympic um, glory, and I really like him. But you don't need to go down that. You know, you can. There's a rivalry there. We know that. You know, they're both. But is, he, is this going to be in his head? Is this, is this mean Brooks? Gonna I don't come, think it will. Brooks going to come out and empty will, yeah. the gas tank and, and no, I don't pick him off. Uh, Brooks a real good operator. He won't rise to this. He knows how he thinks he's going to win the fight, Brook, and it ain't going to go out the window. He's too professional for his game plan to go out the window. How he thinks he's going to win it um, because of a few calm comments that he's heard before. You know, people have said that before. But um, yeah, getting back to the, the Jake Paul, so. You've got some people who, who look at them and say, how, you know, he's jumping the thing. But do you know what? I'm also, uh, you know, uh, I run my own business, so I, I like making money. And the whole Jake Paul thing and his brother Logan, you look at it and you think, do you know what? These guys have come from nowhere and they can command the amounts of money they can because of their YouTube following. Nothing to do with their boxing ability because of their YouTube following. If Jake Paul tomorrow decided to have a live game of Tiddlywinks against Elon Musk or something, people would pay to watch that and this is the thing you, you i look at it as a business side and think you know what he's making the most of it he's probably gonna have a few more fights and that's it he'll then go on and, and his profile is now including all the boxing fans he never used to have so yeah it's annoying that he's able to you know do miss all the hard graft out and get the glory and uh, but to be fair i've seen that they've given some of their money and you know the people that fight on the shows they've um sort of bumped up their wages of the people that fight on the shows are they you know? not working hard to even be in like in terms of getting into that that shape and obviously they're getting a of course they're, 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 the financial investment in them means that they actually get a better camp so the people that are working that are trying to work a job and are trying to do a camp at the same time these yeah. guys can solely focus on boxing. You're looking at the best physios, the best medics, the best the best trainers. So, in a sense, are they they are shortcutting their way to the big fights, but also are they not shortcutting their way in terms of getting better at this quicker? Well, yeah, but do you know what, Bill? They're not because they're not natural fighters, and there's a fighter's instinct. You know, I started to be honest. You know, I played football for a long time. I started boxing, you know, late, but I grew. You know, I loved the sport, and you know, I like to think I've done okay um, in, in the in the license. You know, I've won an English title, but these guys like Jake Paul, uh, regardless of who they have, you know, as their trainers, their coaches, their fitness, as their diet dietitian, they're never going to have the ability that even say a, a British level fighter has who has, has has been in the amateurs and had an amateur career and whatnot because they've not done that so yeah they can't they can fast track their way to an extent but more so on the numbers and, and, and the monetary side of it so i'm a little bit in in the middle like a fair play to them making the money and doing what they're doing fair play to them doing that because do you, 
they can make millions from it and make others millions. Do you think Huey Fury would have put an end to this? Do you feel like if he was fighting tomorrow that he would have won and put an end Tommy to Tommy Fury. Sorry, Tommy Fury, yeah. Do, do you know what? There's, that's another discussion because I actually look at Tommy Fury and I don't rate him at all as a fighter in a sense that he's got the Fury name and he's, you know, he's, he's, uh, he's got the, the family behind him. But do you know what? That He's not actually that great a fighter, which is... The other lad, uh, was it Logan Paul, when he was going to fight, or oh, sorry, Jake Paul, probably, you know, would go in there. And um, he's very inexperienced, Tommy, with regards to, to the big venues. And, and the other lad isn't. So I don't, listen, anyone would say the boxer wins. But it, it, I just didn't think it was that clean cut. And um, it built up, you know, the uh, the whole show. And even though Tommy Fury pulled out, you know, he's got the rematch with Woodley because the last fight they said that, you know, it was a little bit, strange when Woodley caught him and, and, and he went to the ropes and uh, they almost, some people were saying that, you know, it was a, uh, it was fixed in the sense that, you know, he, he backed off. about him. Floyd too. They said Floyd had, they said Floyd had, uh, had the other brother out there and uh, they said they had Lo- he had Logan out there and he, and he held back. So mm. held him up, held him up. Well, that was you know, the, that was you're, 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 you're talking about Floyd Mayweather, who's, who is one of the greatest fighters ever, or, or you're talking about Tyron Woodley. So Floyd doing that, you can understand that because, Floyd loves his money and he knew that if it goes the distance, you know, everyone's a win, win, win because Paul can go again. Floyd gets paid the millions and millions and, you know, there's no embarrassment for anyone. So, yeah, listen, I, 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 I'm, I'm in the middle. Fair play for them for doing it, but they need to realise that, you know, some of these other fighters out there, you know, they do the hard graft and um, it's not as glamorous and as easy as, um, you know, some people watching these uh, YouTubers um but, you know, they're, they're making money and, and they're making others money. So you've got to say fair play to them for, for doing that. We're going to look at the odds now um, for the, for this one. Uh, Jake Paul, I've got him at one to two. You've got him slightly shorter, I believe, at two to five. Uh, I found him at one to two. It's two to one for him to win by KO, TKO. And he is six to four on the decision. Ooh. I've got 12 what? to one on the draw. Two to one, Tyron Woodley. Three to one via TKOKO, seven to one via decision, and last of all, I've got the fight to go to distance. Yes, evens, and no, eight to eleven. Well, and this is a eight-round fight. Well, with this, I don't care what anybody says. It's it's not um, too um, you know true professionals. It's um, it's going to have a massive um, following. It's going to have you know a lot of money behind it. But there's no belts. It's not a true kind of professional fight. We know that. So what anyone says, there's there's an element of, I believe, you know, what needs to happen will happen. So what I mean by that is I don't think, I don't know enough about either Paul or Woodley. Okay, so they're not fighters as such, um, in the sense, not boxers. But, you know, I think we all agree. I think, you know, I don't think that Jake Paul loses the fight because he's already talking about having other fights than that. And he's got such a big following, so much money, and money talks, because there's no titles involved and there's no you know, it's not a, a professional fight as such, then I think, you know, it's sensible to say that he wins the fight. As, you know, however he wins it, he wins it. Now, if we take that basis that Jake Paul will win it... Well, he said, he, said on the, he said on the clip that he stands to make $250 million, and the way that's, that projection is is made is that he fights three times next year and three but, times a year after. So $250 million across the six across and, the six fights will be his business plan. And, and at that level, money talks because it's not... It's not real 
boxers and it's not you know in a sense that it's you know the, it's more about the money than than, than, than the, the boxing so if we if we look at that and sen- sensible decisions that, that Paul wins the fight however so if we all agree that or, or we all think that or you think that or the listeners think that then there's a way to to guarantee the money because Jake Paul by decision you know the, the British bookie bet 365 is 13 to 10 right so if you if you put 100 pound on that you win two hundred and thirty back. Yeah, okay? I got that bigger, Total. so I got I got a hundred okay. here, a hundred here for one fifty back, one fifty profit. Right. Yeah. Pull by KO or technical knockout is twenty three to ten with Paddy Power. So if you put a hundred pound on that, you win three thirty back. So your maximum outlay is two hundred, for argument's sake. But however, Paul wins by decision or by technical knockout, which or KO, the minimum you get back is two thirty. So if you believe Jake Paul wins this fight, you could put £100 on decision or £100 on TKO or KO and be up whatever. If he wins by decision, you get 230 back and your outlay is 200 If he wins by TKO or KO, you get 330 back and your outlay is 200 So for me, I don't know enough about them to, to have a real you know, insight and say who's going to win because you know, they, they don't have met, you know, records with regards to, to look back on. But as a pure... you know. Looking at it sensibly, two hundred pound outlay minimum back two thirty. So for me, obviously, if Woodley wins the fight, then you've lost. But I don't think Woodley wins it purely from a business sense because, as you just said, Bill, Paul will, uh, has got this whole plan, and whoever's involved in this will get a, hot, a big chunk of this money. So people are going to be. I'm not saying they're throwing fights, or but people are going to be doing what needs to be done for this money to be made. If you know what I mean. I feel a little bit differently about it. Um, not in terms of bet taking that. Not in terms of uh, Jake Paul winning. I, I do feel that it's not necessary for him to, to to win, but I feel it's 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 necessary for him to continue to have something to sell. So as long as Jake Paul isn't knocked out in this fight, and as long as he doesn't take a loss, I believe that he'll continue on. I I also don't see. Tyron Woodley getting knocked out in this on this fight. Uh, I don't no. think Paul even came close to hurting Woodley in the last fight. So for me, the best bet here is for the fight to go to distance, yes, which is available at even money. I'm very surprised that that is the underdog price and the fight is more likely to not go to distance because... Woodley came more likely to was more came more closer to knocking out Paul. I don't he think did. I don't yeah. think that will happen again. And Jake Paul wasn't really close. He he was a bit explosive in the first couple of rounds, but he ran out of steam as an amateur boxer or a new boxer or a white collar boxer would tend to do. He didn't have anything to to give in a, in round seven and eight that, that posed any kind of danger. So he he won he won a decision last time. He could win a decision this time. That is the best bet, but. It could also be a draw, and a draw keeps this open to... This is a fight they were going to go back to anyway. It's been shoehorned in here. It's been shoehorned in here as a replacement for Tommy Fury. Uh, Sorry, for... um, Yeah, sorry, Tommy Fury. Keep saying Huey. Tommy Fury. So this has been shoehorned here as a replacement. Tyron Woodley is still really owed a proper promoted fight. it's, It's a lot of people don't really know... Or that should that should know, but don't. That this is a hundred percent going on. Maybe tomorrow they'll ramp up the advertising, and 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 it, people will be more alert. But it's mm. kind of gone under the radar that this change has happened. There was also a rumor in the middle of the week that there was some steroid scandal and whatnot, and that this might get cancelled. But it but it hasn't. It's still happening because it's still on the books. So there's 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 a lot to unpack here. But I think for me, 
Paul wins it via via a decision, it could be a draw because then you get another one. If Paul wins another contentious decision, you could still get another one. This for me is an easy opponent. Tyron Woodley is a massive name in MMA, but in despite the fact that he was a top level um, top level fighter in UFC and a UFC champion. He wasn't a box office draw because he was boring and he was a boring wrestler. And and Jake Paul keeps taking fights with these boring wrestlers. This is another, a third fight is an easy payday. I'm not saying it's going to be one, but I'm also saying that neither of these guys are going to humiliate the other. So I, I, I'm going to take it just to go the distance and, and that's it for me. Well, the, I mean, with regards to the draw, I don't think the public... Okay, so with the first fight, there was a part where, um, where Woodley caught him um, and he stumbled back to the ropes and, and you know, I think he kind of almost like got tangled up and uh, Paul, uh, Woodley kind of stepped off him. So I don't think that this rivalry warrants a third fight. I know what you're saying, Bill, but I don't think the public would want to see. I think if Paul wins this, whether he wins it on points or convincingly, there's a plan for him to go up another level. So he might then fight, as ridiculous as it sounds, an ex, that I don't know, somebody, an ex-fighter was a champion. So someone like bloody... Joe Calzaghi or Cole Foch or something. I don't know what I'm saying is that I don't believe... I think I think plan. I don't think there's going to be anything like that, but I do think the I think the end game is to get Conor McGregor out there. I, I do think I do think that's the end game. So I don't think that they're gonna gonna whatever happens. I don't think they're gonna want a third fight because let's be honest. I know that Woodley isn't a boxer, but he's trained his life in in combat sports, and and Jake Paul hasn't. So if we're completely honest. Boxing and MMA are two completely different things, okay? Because you don't grapple people and whatnot with boxing. But the, the fight lifestyle that Woodley's had, there's no way that Jake Paul should ever beat Tyrone Woodley at any sport that involves okay. any sort of... So let me chuck this at you. You're very well, much you're very much talking like... Um, if, someone who's if, done it. But also, like you're, very, you're talking as someone who's done it. But at the same time... The way you're talking, you're talking as someone has done it on, from one perspective, and therefore what you're saying about the other side of this, the other the other side of the page, is that this look, this seems very choreographed. This guy's very protected. There's a business plan in place. There's fights yeah. to look ahead to. There's, there's big investment here. Exactly so when you're bill. looking at the fight that he was going to take against Fury, are yeah. you saying that there was a hundred percent confidence there, despite the fact that Fury was the favourite? That he would have got past it. There was either a backhander done, whether or whether Fury knows he ain't very good, and he has got the Fury name. But Tyson and Tyson and his brother, they all knew that he was going to take the dive. Do you think that, or do you think that just? I, I, he, or do you think he's so bad, and that Jake Paul's trainers picked out the holes in that and thought, do you know what? It doesn't matter if he's a Fury. You're gonna, you can you can beat him. Do you know what? I'm, I, I don't believe it's like completely crooked, and, and they know the result before. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is the likes of to, uh, Tommy Fury. He's bigger from his um, Love Island or whatever he did, right, than right. his boxing. He, more people know him in the UK from his TV appearances than his fighting, okay? So, therefore, you've got someone huge in the UK. You know, he's a good-looking guy. He's a fighter. He's his cousins. He, he, sorry, his brother is the heavyweight champion of the world. And, and the other fella has got a huge YouTube following and can attract massive amounts of money. So, all I'm saying is, in this fight, the money outweighs the ability and that the fight almost like oh, I, I understand what you're saying about this fight but I'm saying I'm talking about had the original fight happened um, it w- was that not more dangerous for the business plan like that's what that's my point in terms of if I, it is solely a, a, a business yes, plan it was more dangerous because right. Tommy Fury is a better fighter because he's been a boxer and, he, and he's had fights 
professionally than Woodley. So it was more dangerous, but it's a tough one because when there's so much money involved, which this fella Paul brings to the table, why would anybody at any level not want to be part of that? And if, if it did, man, I'm not saying that anything's fixed. What I'm saying is what money talks. And if you want to be part of that, you know, people are saying Woodley, Woodley could have knocked him out in the first fight. He rocked him and stood back. Mm. Now, did he do that because Paul, he knew Paul didn't want to lose? Was it, a, was it a shot that he landed flukily? Because let's be honest, if he wanted to actually beat him and end it all, Woodley would have carried on when he caught him and rocked him through the ropes. Right. He didn't. So it's just, it just money talks, you know, money always talks. And you just think when a fella can earn so much money and everyone can all be part of it, then why would you want to stop this guy's, you know... Um, this guy's got a merry-go-round because he's, he's creating so much money. And fair play to him. You know, he's, um, he's boxed now. He knows what it's like to be punched. He's done the training camps. Um, so he has, you know, he has done it, but he, he's not done the amateur graft and he's not, you know, done the, the hard graft that the fighters have to do. So it's, it's purely money-based. Um, because let's be honest, if Woodley, sorry, if um, Paul boxed any of, say, our, any of our even... English level fighters in the UK at the same weight, he'd lose. Right. He would lose to any of the club yeah, fighters. Yeah, yeah, and talking about stuff like Canelo and things like that is, is ridiculous. It's but, ridiculous. But I also I don't think uh, McGregor's ridiculous, and I don't think a Paul Mayweather fight against this against Jake Paul and Mike Mayweather is ridiculous either. Well, this is the thing. Obviously, the, the trend was started when older uh, when uh, McGregor boxed uh, uh, Floyd, and. Um, there's so much money and, and McGregor was a great champion and, and a big name and a, and a draw. So for me, I'm sure I read the other day that Jake Paul said eventually he wants to fight Canelo, which is just mental. Canelo's beating up the best fighters in the world. Why the hell would a guy even want to get... He could end it within first 10 seconds of the round. So it's like, when you're talking stuff like that, you've got there's an element of, why the hell would Canelo even want to fight this guy? He wouldn't. So why even bring his name up? But it would sell, wouldn't it? Would it not? Like it would. St- but, it, people, people are stupid enough to buy into it. But Canelo don't need the money, right? And it would be more embarrassing for him to go and fight this geezer because he's a proper. But what fighter. is the what is the what is the monetary value of seeing of seeing Jake Paul unconscious or beaten badly um, in, within you know a short period of time? Is is he that? Because I, I, I actually see. I don't want to talk about it so long because we've gone long, yeah. but I, I actually see the tide turning. I see people gaining respect for him. I see people starting to like him. He's conducting himself well in interviews. Um, I, I, I honestly, I, the, I don't have that hunger to see him unconscious as much as I did a year ago. I honestly feel like he, he's not, he's not so bad. He's conducting himself pretty well. I, I believe he, he trains hard. Yeah, he hasn't gone through the, the same route, but I'm honestly not, I don't feel that, that that selling point of Canelo knocking this guy into next week is, is there anymore. Yeah, I mean, listen, I, I, I'd always say I have massive respect for anybody that gets in the ring at any level at all because it's not easy, Bill. And I started, you know, at the very, very bottom, which was like the, the, the white collar stuff with head guards and big pillow gloves. And I worked my way, you know, to nowhere guards and, and 10 ounce gloves, you know, which you feel everything on. And, um, and you know, it, it, it's a, it takes a certain type of person to get in there, whether it be, you know, a charity do or whether it be, you know, the unlicensed my level or whether it be prof- amateur professional. So I respect the pools for that and I respect them for their business plan, which is fantastic. Right. 
So, but, um, do you want to talk about a real fight? Should we move on to the... Yeah, let's go. All right, so at this point, we are going to talk about the rematch between uh, Joseph Parker and Derek Chisora. Brilliant is it at the moment to have a group of you as British heavyweights kind of dominating the scene. It's, it's, it's amazing, you know, boxing was founded in the United Kingdom. That's it. So there was no British heavyweight out there. Then it would be embarrassing. Well... We're here, and we're here. You're about to have a second fight with uh, Joseph Parker. What can he expect? Well, he knows that. Did you win the first one? Yes, I did. You're going to put the record straight then? Yes, I'm put the record straight. 100%. You got a message from Mr. Parker? Yeah, we're going to come for you, boy. And uh, Dillian White trilogy? Dillian White's got bigger problems right now with the, with the sanctioning wing court. He's in court with the WBC. So he needs to deal with that first. How's it been going with David Coldwell? Very, very good. I like him. It's quite cool. I've been enjoying it. And it's, uh, you're up in the uh, cold and the wilds of Yorkshire training? More like Rotherham, bro. Yorkshire's more fancy, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> How much longer are you going to go on? So there, there we have a little clip of Derek Chisora. What's fascinating, Jeff, is that I, I took, I took behind the scenes, I took Jeff off the call for a bit so I could insert a, a different piece of audio. I don't have a promo package for uh, Chisora and Parker. All I have is an interview from Chisora. There, there isn't one on YouTube. Well, there, there must be one to promote a fight um, on, on television, but no one's uploaded one onto YouTube. So that kind of tells you exactly where we're at there was a there was a hundred to choose from like there were fan one there were fans one fan ones fan made ones for the pool fight and all sorts but for this proper fight between two top level heavyweights i couldn't find anything but a derek derek just saw an interview so there you go a little bit of insight yeah um i mean it's a strange one because derek is always one of them you know every fight that he's in is gonna give you know be fireworks and he's one of the guys you love but a little bit like David Price, you know, I know he you know, had a laugh, says, you know, he goes down and gets, you know, gases and that. But you know what? Every time David Price stepped in the ring, whoever it was against, if he landed that shot, even with Povetkin, when he got horribly knocked out, the round before he landed such a big punch, Povetkin stumbled back. That round would have gone a little bit more, you know. Price could have won that. And same with Chisora. He goes in and you look at his fights against Dillian White. You know, you look at his fights against... Um, Tyson Fury, I went to that fight when he when he lost to Fury at the, uh, I think it was at XL. Um, uh, obviously, the first fight against Parker, Parker won on a split decision. So, Chisora is always going to be game, always going to be game. Um, uh, and you look at how Chisora approached um, the Usyk fight, um, and he gave the blueprint for Joshua to go there. Uh, and Joshua didn't. Joshua tried to box him and stupid decision because so I do like Jared Chisora he's kind of been the gatekeeper for a long time to, to those well kind actually of... let me ask you about that as well because I mean it's off sub- it's slightly off subject but there's people in boxing and you're in boxing that have said that Usyk fought Usyk's camp fought that if he looked really good in those fights he would never fight Anthony Joshua who he knew he could beat so he <laughs> it sounds ridiculous he he fought at in, in a second or third gear in, in all of those fights so that Joshua would fight him what do you think of that? Uh, again uh, I, I don't know the truth of that if I was if I was Usyk 
I would have so much faith um, in, and confidence in my own ability that I would look at someone like Joshua if I was used to it and think, this guy ain't going to land a shot on me. And that's how, to be fair, he did. You know, Usyk's face was quite bad after the fight. But no, but I mean, in terms of, I mean, in terms of, Going up against Chisora and 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 others, and on on when he when he first entered the heavyweight division, and Usyk taking it real easy because he didn't want to look too good, because Anthony Joshua wouldn't fight him. That that's that's yeah. the theory that's out there. Look, Bill, there, there's no doubt about it. there is an element of politics, a big element of politics in top level boxing. So you know, there's a chance that that something like that might have happened because Usyk, you know, he was he was he was unified in the cruiserweight. You know, he's not lost. He's a real deal. So maybe he thought that was a route. Um, but for me, you know, Chisora, as I say, he's always, always, you know, gives a, a great uh, show. And it's always exciting watching him because, um, you know, you know, he's going to go in. He's going to try and win the fight. And he's not going to sit back. And he swings wildly, um, you know, big haymakers. And against someone like Usek, that's not a great tactic because Usek can pick you off. But Joseph Parker... He's a different kettle of fish, and I really like Parker, and I've followed him from the start. Funnily enough, one of my Facebook, you know, the memories popped up from about, I think it was three or four years ago, whatever it was, uh, before Parker was world champion, and I followed him from the very start, Parker, and I, and I put on this memory, can't wait to see Joseph Parker become world champion, and when he did, um, he won the belt, who did he beat, he got the points decision, um, and he became a champion. And I've always liked him because I used to love, love David Tua, who was another, um, you know, New Zealander of Samoan heritage. Um, Tua was in, in like the, back in the Tyson era, you know, Holyfield and whatnot and, and, and Bo. And Tua was a huge puncher, you know, quite a small for heavyweight, but an absolute rocket. And I loved him and, and I really liked Joseph Parker. Um, and I was over the moon when he won it. And, uh, and if you look at the fight against Dillian White, Parker, you know, the last round and he really went at him and, uh, and, could have been a different result, um, and, and I've spoke to Joseph Parker, and I said, I said to him, please tell me you're going to let your hands go because if he lets his hands go, he's a different fighter. He's got power, he's got speed, um, and he's very, very sort of uh, vicious in the ring. But it's almost like with Parker, he, he holds back for some reason. I don't know why. Let your hands go and really, you know, punish these fighters because Parker can get right out there with the best, and he's been a world champ, um, and. Uh, He's training with Fury now, and he's he's well in there. So he's training with the best, and I really like Joseph Parker. Um, and yeah, it's um, it's going to be an interesting fight. I mean, what 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 prices have you got from the start, then, Bill? Well, I got Parker as a as a pretty strong favourite. Not not too much stronger than than Paul, but but still a strong yeah. favourite. But just got, but slightly stronger. Um, I've got him at two to five. I've got the TKO KO at two to one and five to four on a decision. Um, actually, I can get six to four on a decision. Uh, I've got twelve to one on the draw. I've got two to one on Derek Jasora to win the fight. Three to one via TKO KO and five to one via decision. And for the fight to go the distance, I've got. Oh, sorry, hold on a second. I've got. Why is it? I've got ten to eleven yes and ten to eleven no. Yeah, I saw that. Um, so they're not sure. Do you know what? It's a really strange one because for me, Joseph Parker needs to let his hands go more in every fight he has. And he, for some reason he doesn't. So I just think the standout bet for this fight, I think Joseph Parker wins. Let's get, get one thing straight. I think Joseph Parker wins it. Now, if we go by what we've seen in the past and, and how, how he's boxed before, Joseph Parker wins this on a decision, Okay. 
and it's probably going to be a unanimous decision. I don't think it'll be a split decision like last time. No. But Chisora does, does put it out there. So I think Parker wins this fight. But what, if you pushed me, my bet would be Parker by decision, which is six to four. But you can get five to two on Parker with a unanimous decision, which means all of the judges give him, give him the victory. But for me, there's a little thing niggling in the back of my head that says, He's been training with Fury, right? He's very close to Tyson Fury, Joseph Parker. He's moved over to the UK for this for this camp. He's training. Uh, he's living in Morecambe with Fury, and I just think maybe that effect is sorry that training is going to have an effect and rub off on him. And I think maybe you might see a more a more clinical Parker. So it's very difficult because this one pushed. I'm going to say Parker by decision. In the back of my head, I say he might go for this and go hell for because beating Derek Chisora by knockout is always deemed a great result because Derek Chisora comes at you. So if you go for a knockout, you're by naturally you're going to be more open to being hit. So to go to Derek Chisora and try and knock him out is very risky. If Parker does it, that's making a statement. So the the bets I looked at was Parker by decision is six to four. But there was an, and as you know, but I never like giving odds on, you know, bets. I always like a little bit of value, but a win's a win. There's a bet out there with Paddy Powell, which is Parker to win in round seven to twelve, or by decision one to two. So basically, if we, I think everyone will be on the same hymn sheet that Parker won't end this early. He's basically after round seven, however he wins, one to two. So it's odds on. It's what's one of them maybe cover bets because. I just think maybe Parker wants to make a statement and Fury's going to be rubbing off on him. And to stop Jarek Chisora is quite a, a good statement to make because Chisora is a dangerous fighter. Plus, Chisora hasn't really got any uh, sort of paydays left, I would say. And this is maybe one Well, of he's the got a guaranteed ones. fight with Tyson Fury when Tyson Fury wants to retire, apparently, between John Fury and and Derek Chisora. That's, that's apparently agreed. I don't yeah, know if you into that. I, but. I'd, you never know with Fury. You know, he, he could he, he could finish, retire as the unified champ and then go straight into WWE and say, sorry, Derek. But yeah, I have heard that. You know, they are mates. And I was at the fight when uh, when Fury beat him. And that that was one where they boxed twice and Fury absolutely boxed his head off because Fury, he, he, I think he before that fight, he had been put down by Cunningham. Um, it was a cruiserweight. So Tyson, you know, is quite uh, vulnerable as, as Wild has shown. But, Going what about this Derek. side of things where you're, if you're the judges and you've got Derek Chisora there and he says, I've been robbed. I was robbed Which against... Been I've been, I've against been robbed. White. I've been robbed against Dillian White. I was robbed yeah. against Alexander Usyk, which he says he was. I was yeah. robbed against Joseph Parker. Is and that, Hilly, yes. is well, that in your head as a judge where you're going, all right, this guy's had a really bad, um, a bad, bad run of luck. So you're really looking at that because you don't want to be screwed. Right, the judges are supposed to be professional, but you know this guy is going to come out and, and say something and you don't really want to be scrutinised as a judge. Does that give him any kind of edge going in where where you're looking at this guy and going, he's been robbed a lot, so don't you don't want to be the judge to rob him again? Well, I think it's each individual judge because... Even even at my level, right? You've got, and I've I've lost fights before on um, on the points. You must um, lose in other people's. You must be wor- You must go to people's cities and and wonder about it. Yeah, and that's the thing. I just think the judges, 
it's like it's very bizarre. They yeah, if you're fighting someone in Coventry and he sold a yeah. thousand tickets, so you, you're well, not going to get the decision, are you? Well, I'll give you an example. Even, even at my level, when before I won the belt, okay, I boxed the guy and um, and he had a big fan base. They were very loud. He didn't land one shot on me. And at the end, the, the referee was given was given the um, decision, and he he won the fight on points. And never did he. And I said to him afterwards, "Be a man, give me a rematch." And to his credit, he did. Um, and that's the guy that I beat at the at the um, the O two for my belt um, because he wasn't going to do it again. But with judges, they're very. Some judges will like seeing a master at work, so moving, landing, and jab, and moving. Other judges like to see uh, offence people on the offence and landing a big shot. So something might the round goes by, and in the last few seconds, one shot's landed. That wins a round. So it's like you know, Floyd Mayweather will, will be absolute master against Canelo um, and, and miss all the shots, but Canelo might land one, and they think, oh, he landed them all telling shots. But it depends on the judges what they what they like. There's no kind of set rule in it. Some love aggressive fighters. Others love you know the sweet science. So it's like Derek Chisora, you know, was very very unlucky in in the, in the Dillian White fight. Um, that one of the best heavyweight fights I've ever seen. That was, um, but Chisora, you know, he is has been hard done by. But I don't think to the point where the judges are going to look at that. I get what you're saying, but I, I just think they've got to be um, they've got to take it at face value um, and and, uh, and judge it on what they see, not on, on based on past decisions um, that he may or may not have had. But um, yeah, he has been hard done by, no doubt about it. And I, I do like Derek Chisora. All right, so. Looking at looking at this fight, I'll, I'll give my take first, and then you can you can finish up and you can give out some bets. I, I think if you take out the first round, okay, I feel like Parker won pretty easy. Um, I, I really feel that he was rocked. Um, I saw the betting lines move a lot. I was able to make a lot of money last time these two guys fought because I was convinced Parker was going to win, and him being in trouble at the start didn't convince me. All I thought that he needed to do was ride the wave. And then he would win it with his boxing. He has got better movement and quicker feet. And I felt like that he would bag rounds. And he did. And he bagged rounds. So if you take away that start, then I feel that it was a pretty convincing victory, no matter what what Chishora says. So Chishora himself, he's only been stopped on three occasions. And for me, it doesn't matter who Parker goes and trains with. He hasn't stopped people lately. Um, he, he did it a lot earlier on in his career, but as he stepped up the levels, the stoppages have gone away. Chisora's hard to stop. So I think for me, this one will go to the judges. I feel that Parker will win it on points, but I'm going to split my bets. I, I'm going to be a little bit more safe. I'm going to take this one to go to the decision. I'm just a little bit wor- wary about Chisora's moaning and whatnot. I, I genuinely don't think he'll win a fight. I think Parker will win convincingly, but if it's in any way close... I feel like Chisora could get it. So I think the fight will go the distance. I like that at 10 to 11. And I like taking Parker in a double with Jake Paul. Because if you take that as a double, you put £100 down, you win 210 110 profit on Paul and Parker. So I'm, I'm, I'm going to go in those two directions. I'm going to take Parker and Paul in a parlay, in a, or in a double as we call it in England. And I'm going to take the Parker-Chisora fight to go the distance. What you got? Yeah, I mean, as I say, that's... That is the safe bet um, because I, I do think that, uh, that Joseph Parker wins the fight and I do think it will be by decision. But it, it's just a case of, uh, as I said from the start, it's this little niggly thing that if he puts, if he lets his hands go, Parker, he can be a danger. And Derek Chisora is always, because of the way he fights Chisora, he can win a fight, but he can also lose it because well, he's very open. Would you, what would you, how would you feel then about 
changing that and taking Parker on points and then having a li- and uh, alongside that. So if you take Parker at points where you win yep. 150 profit instead of uh, yep. instead of um, for, for, with my pick, the fight to go the distance, you end up winning 91 pound profit and anybody can win the fight. Whoever wins, yeah. Right. But with Parker on points, the risk is is obviously Chisora winning and Parker managing to get the stoppage. I think you're safe no matter what in the first half of the fight. So if you're looking at a hedge player, Parker in rounds 9 to 12 is 7 to 1. So if you ran that alongside for 20 quid, along with, um, so just in case you do take a loss, on on Parker on points, along with 20 quid on him to, to win it, in rounds nine to twelve, yeah, okay, your outlay will be one twenty. And if he does, and if he does end up winning it in rounds nine to twelve, you only win one sixty. But you don't lose any money. You're going to make forty quid, or you're going to make one hundred and thirty quid. Do you see what I mean? You're yeah, better to make better that. to make forty quid than a hundred pound loss in case he does well, finish thing, your Yeah, mate. as I say, with, with any of these, Bill, I, I um, we work well together uh, because I think from a pure kind of monetary betting side. I like giving the, the value ones, and, and you've got a, a And I look record. at how to cover your ass up. Yeah, yeah, well, you look at, as I say, you, you know, your, your record of consecutive profitable months, it doesn't matter whether you're, you're giving odds on. You know, some people can't say, oh, look, your, your, your tip is an odds on bet. You know, yeah, that, I mean that was the one. The it. one difference you made a lot of money, more money than me on the last podcast. But I didn't have to. I didn't have to pray Anthony Joshua survive yeah. round twelve. So that yeah. that is the difference. Mm. But that's why I think we work well together because we can mix it in a sense that my my bets have got a little bit of value, um, and your bets are more kind of guaranteed. So if you nail both of them, and I get you a value winner, and you get a guaranteed winner between the two, you know you've got you've got some some really decent income. And like I say, a win's a win. You know, that one I gave earlier, one to two, if you put 200 quid in it, we win 300 back. Okay, yes, it's a risk because you're putting 200 on, but do you know what? It's at the end of the day, Parker, round, late rounds, Parker, seven to 12, or or to win by decision. So basically, if the fight goes over past round six, you won because as long as Parker wins. So I don't think Parker's going to lose. I don't think Joseph Parker loses this Yeah, my, my way is slightly more profitable, but I don't have the protection yeah. of round seven and eight. That's, that's That was the only... Difference where where you you had that very safe bet from Paddy, but I yeah. don't I don't have that protection of uh, of seven and eight because I feel I feel confident that he won't get past it. I mean I could I could take a round hedge on on round eight. Parker to actually win in round eight is twenty five to one. So yeah, if, if I could add round eight that way, there, there, there's ways to there's ways to do it. But I feel whatever way we navigate this, we can. If people are sensible, we we will carry them to a profit. Derek just saw a isn't going to knock out Joseph Parker in the first half of the fight and vice versa. So I feel that if you can navigate your way through the first um, 18 minutes here, you're, you're, you're on to a winner by, by following some of the advice on the show. Yeah, I mean, and, and that's similar. But as I said, going, going, uh, we, you know, we spoke earlier about the, the, the Jake Paul one. If you believe he wins the fight, which, listen, he, he should do, because for the reasons we spoke about, Backing in by decision or by TKO is the only ways he's going to win. And you can win guaranteed money. I just think, yeah, as I say, you, you, the double you mentioned is good. And, and Joseph Parker, if he wins this, you know, it's not... Chisora was always the gatekeeper back in the day. You beat Chisora, you've got, a, like, a shot to to, a, to either, uh, you know, to win for a mandatory or, you know, if you beat uh, if you beat Chisora, then, you know, you've got a shot at, at one of the belts. So it's not so much like that now because you've got a, a few more big players at the uh, in the heavyweight scene. But... If Joseph Parker wins this, then his next fight is going to be a substantial fight with regards to getting 
you know, a shot, a mandatory shot. So he knows the path, and and, and Eddie Hearn knows the path. Um, so not Eddie Hearn, he's, a, he's the other lad, isn't he, um, Jojo Parker? So um, they know the path that's there. And um, for me, Parker wins this. He's got a, you know, an opportunity. And, and I like Jojo Parker. And I hope that training with Fury, and Fury, you know, over in the Cronk gym has learned how to, uh, to, to, to hit big and knock people out more so. I hope Joseph Parker, and I spoke to Joseph Parker, I said, please, please tell me you're going to let your hands go. Because if you let your hands go, you're a different animal. And he said back to me, I know that. He said, I know. And I'd just love to see. Because he's got that, 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 that Samoan spite, which is, you know, like David Tua is the same. It's, um, it, it, these, you know, these people are of a different, different breed. You know, the, the, you see the rugby players, you know, right. and, and the boxers. They're, you know, they're a real, real powerful guys and um yeah i just i i think that i think parker will want to make a statement but i think chisora obviously is going to have him on his toes because he knows that if he's not sensible and, and chisora lands you know he hits hard Derek. so points for me is 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 six to four i think his decision um yeah parker by decision six to four for me Yep, and uh, as I said, run along, run the nine, run rounds nine to twelve alongside that at seven yes. to one for um for, for for twenty quid to make sure you you do get something out of it. Obviously, if we've if we've got this completely wrong, you you will lose your twenty quid more. But we've got we've got a solid record on the show, so hopefully that 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 all works out for you. And as I said, um, I, I have no issues running um running a double with uh with with Paul and Parker here for for Saturday night. That's it for this edition of the Fight Show. Jeff, where can we find you on social media? Oh, you're not um, on, on it social media. You're you're uh, you're fed up of the uh, vaccines and. Oh, and I'm just taking a little break from you know. Sometimes you wake up in the morning and you, and you read Twitter and it's like, regardless who you follow, it sets the day. Oh my god, you know. So I just a little break from it. Get Christmas out of the way, and then. But I'm at at Left Hook QPR. So L E F T H O K. QPR at left of QPR. Um, it, it's too uh, it, it's too addictive to come off fully, but um, yeah, I'm at left of QPR. If you want to follow, do and talk about you know a bit of boxing, a lot of football. So uh, it's interesting if you like sports. Yeah, and I think the next time we'll probably hear from Jeff will be for Khan and Brooke, unless there is something else made. I don't think there'll be anything else made earlier on in the year. So that looks like the the main fight to to get into next year. We're going to have that Joshua Usyk rematch. Oh, lots of opinions on that, and uh, obviously that will be covered here. So yeah, it'll be a good year for boxing in 2022, providing there's no backward steps with this COVID nonsense. There are football games being cancelled left and right um, in both America and, um, and and the UK, so the NFL and then the soccer scene. I'm about to do the uh, EPL show now, and I think it's going to be a very, very short show with five games to cover, and uh, God knows how many of them will actually get played. I'm supposed to actually be going to Spurs and, and Liverpool as well, but as me and Jeff were talking off the air, um, we, we're seeing a lot of Tottenham fans. This is the first game that's going to be vaccine passports, which is um, which is a PCR, a negative test, or a double jab. And we are seeing a lot of regular Tottenham fans, so ticket buyers and season ticket holders, all putting their tickets up on a ticket exchange for other people to buy, meaning that they don't want to attend the game. Now, this could be down to being worried about they don't want to get this Omicron thing before Christmas, but today it's been very, very, very clear that that is a very mild virus by South African um, doctors and whatnot and confirmed over here. So I do think some of it is um, is rejection. So it's all a big mess, but hopefully, hopefully, we have got plenty to talk about for, at the start of next year. That's it for me. Good luck with all your bets as always. And... Thanks for listening.